there's a song. You know the band, The Eagles? Yeah. But they had a song, and it was about this young girl who was obviously in the mode of passion, and she had, you know, the ambition to marry a rich person, you know. So she manipulated and did what she had to do, achieved the goal, got the rich husband, you know, the big house, but she's sneaking out at night and going to see some young guy across town. Like, it didn't work for her. But anyway, in the end, the line said, ain't it funny how your new life didn't change things? You're still the same old girl you used to be. That's kind of an example how we, we chase the phantasmagoria and it just doesn't work. Welcome to the first part of the three psychological influences that shape our lives. This is Ruben, and uh, you've come to the Breaking Trail podcast, where you learn to navigate life's journey through ancient wisdom. We may think that we're free to do any choices we like, but actually there are three psychological influences or modes of nature that are actually influencing and controlling us. So that's what we're going to look closer at in these two parts. So yeah, happy to have you here. Welcome. Let's start. Okay, instruction from Slava. I gotta check the guitar. I heard it. Yeah, it's all right. With these earphones, I can't hear the guitar unless he sends the guitar through the earphones. Oh. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a cave and somebody's playing a guitar far away and I, it's not me. It's like it's, I'm not playing. Oh, because you hear it. Oh, I see. Cause you, I see. He has yeah, to send because it. these block external sound and yeah. I, I can't hear the guitar. <laughs> I see. So then you hear from the hear headphones, you hear the... Yeah, headphones. yeah. Now, now he's sending it through the headphones, so... I got it. <clears throat> and the singing as well. You know, I sound like I'm in a box or underwater. It's kind of like that. <laughs> like when you're trying to talk underwater. Yeah, that's difficult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Headphones are too good. That's the problem. <laughs> Give me my old juggernaut phones. I can hear everything. <laughs> I like those, but I guess it's better for you with something that insulates, like from the sounds. No, it's not better for me. It's oh, yeah. more Slava's doing than mine. He doesn't okay. like my my phones with a popsicle stick holding them together. <laughs> a popsicle stick? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been, been repaired in a very good way popsicle stick and i even okay. let suava eat suave ah, suave slava eat the ice cream that the stick came from <laughs> and he still doesn't like them See, <laughs> some people you just can't satisfy you know <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i thought <laughs> that reminds me about bribing you know uh -huh. <laughs> Probably better. I I got your video about Lingen, by the way, and I 
that's I, I started seeing it. I didn't finish it because I, I went to Lingen actually this this weekend to a little oh, hunt you, trip. Oh, you did? Yeah, not oh. not as extreme as those guys. <laughs> How was it? Very very nice. The mountains there are really steep, but we managed to find a like a cabin that was up in a valley, and to enter to go into the valley, so you had to go up. Like the summer trail went on a traverse on a quite a steep mountain, but the winter path went along the river. So we sort of crossed the river, like I don't know, twenty times on our way, sort of up this really steep valley. You couldn't go there in summer because it was just like a really the uh, well, there wouldn't be nowhere to walk. So you had to walk on the, the traverse on the mountain. But in the winter, you could. <laughs> as long as it uh, doesn't slide on you into the valley, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Those, those valleys are sketch, man, I tell you. Yeah. But that's where it goes to when it runs. It goes right to the valley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> but else a lot. Two yeah. guys in, in Telluride, Colorado, were back when the, this was, I was there in 87, and they were coming back from a backcountry ski, coming down the valley, and the thing slid from both sides, and completely buried them two guys Oof. they didn't even they couldn't even find them they were so buried they got them out in the spring after the snow melted oh yeah so yeah valleys are sketch <laughs> especially glad you, glad you had a good uh, experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but it was there was a lot of yeah, there was quite a lot of trees there that I thought would you sort of hold it all together. And there wasn't, it, there's just not that much snow anymore oh. here, especially at that low altitude. We were only, the cabin itself was at 250 meters, and that's already like almost no trees, but but like closer to the, yeah, closer to the, to the sea level, there's even less snow. Oh. So uh, <laughs> I had a... This was the other day. I, I, this is a fresh new research. Like one month ago, I think they published this research, and I thought it it'd be relevant for our recent topics about satisfaction. You know, to to mention this, <laughs> it's called the uh, it's it's called the marshmallow experiment, <laughs> and uh, I don't know why it's called the yeah. I I do think I know why it's called the marshmallow. Now I see, but because there's a octopus has has uh, sort of has managed has managed the marshmallow test <laughs> and it says that even um octopus is is a fish with eight arms isn't it yeah it's not yeah. a i don't know what it is well, i don't know if it's a fish or not a, maybe not a it's fish a, it's an aquatic aquatic let's call it an aquatic <laughs> so what they did is is researchers they they made a test on this octopuses on six octopuses. So they gave them two options. Like they had one kind of uh, shrimp. Uh, they, they, they could either eat one kind of shrimp right in the start, like they could get it right there and then. But if they waited with eating this kind of shrimp that they don't really like, it's not their favorite food, then they would get, uh, like if they waited in a, a specific amount of time, they would get a really, really nice shrimp. That's like their favorite, favorite shrimp out of all shrimps, you know. So the the, the test is to see if even animals has the ability to uh, sort of plan for the future with 
with and, and thinking, you know, I'm going to get better or more satisfaction later, or if I just don't like do this thing right now, you know? So it, uh -huh. it says, it says they, they, they pass the test and the best of this shrimp he could wait. I think it was wrong. Uh, yeah, more than two minutes that he could wait. Like he, he could actually control himself and not eat the first shrimp, but wait two minutes until he got the, like the favorite shrimp and managed to eat that. So scientists said that the, uh, the ability to exert self-control is an important element of the ability to plan for the future, which, which is a quite a sophisticated uh, behavior. Uh, Self-control requires an understanding that less is sometimes more, that avoiding temptation now might, might lead to better future un outcome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I thought that'd be, that, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> how did they do it? They gave the, sh the octopus the, the junk shrimp first, and then later they gave him the good one, and he knew there was yeah. two options? Yeah, so so they they gave him the junk shrimp first, and then if if he waited, then he got the other shrimp. And I, but how would he know to wait? And if if he didn't already know that the good shrimp was coming, <laughs> hmm. I mean, they must have given him both in the beginning, and then just gave oh him yeah the, yeah yeah and and then, and then maybe like added five seconds until they gave the nicer shrimp and then you know they could keep adding it says he just keep waiting for the best one yeah you're right a range of delays were tested starting at 10 seconds and increasing by 10 seconds each time aha mm. uh -huh. yeah that's an important point <laughs> it is important because if he didn't know there's a better shrimp he would never wait no that's a very that'd be quite amazing if he somehow could see the future that there would be a <laughs> better shrimp yeah coming. that that's a part of the uh, an important part of the experiment yeah <laughs> yeah cool <laughs> well, good old octopus see all living entities are looking for satisfaction and they have intelligence all all living entities have intelligence that's why animals can do such amazing things. Mm. You know, one time we were skiing in Austria, backcountry skiing, and I came around this, this corner to this spine, and I was going to traverse out into this, this face and then ski down, and I was stopped waiting for Galoka and Mohan, and I noticed this snow coming down in that that chute uh, where I was going to go, mm. I was in, I wonder why, because it was a stable, kind of a stable day. It wasn't like it should have been happening. And I look up, and there was four, uh, they're actually a, a type of mountain goat. They're called ibex or chamois. Oh, wow. they're, they're found in the mountains of, of the Alps. You know, but anyway, you've heard of the of a chamois that you use to polish your car. You ever heard no, of that? I didn't hear that. Anyway, that's the skin of this animal. But uh. nonetheless, they're just mountain goats, but they're specific species of of goat called whatever chamois or ibex. And I look up where to see where the snow was coming from, and there was four ibex up at the top, and they had to. 
they were walking the ridge, but they had to go across the top of this chute. And so the one that knocked the snow off originally had gone across, mm-hmm. but the other three waited till he got across. Oh. And then the second one went, and the other two waited till he got over. And then wow. the third one, one at a time. And wow. that's protocol in, in, you know, crossing dangerous terrain, that one at exactly. a time, each one waiting till the other one goes, it's, everything's cool. Okay, and the next one goes. And this is a goat, you know what I mean? I mean, he's he's wow. got this intelligence to know how to negotiate <laughs> these kind of things. <laughs> So all animals have, you know, intelligence necessary for them to survive and enjoy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Whether it's a <laughs> snake that knows how to hibernate in winter or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's again, one of the characteristics of life. I mean, that's, we, we talked about that last week, life. What, like, that's something that you know that there's a person inside there when, when that is present there. Yeah, and you know the the difference is in humans, it's high, more highly developed. Mm. You know, so it's not just the octopus waiting for a better shrimp. You know, mm. it's the man going out and catching the shrimp, a mm. whole boatload, <laughs> selling it to make money so he can go buy some alcohol. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> in other words, that's that's his use of his developed intelligence. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, it's interesting. All these things, when you see it as as it really is, you can put it all together. Yeah, I mean, even 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 octopuses realize that sometimes less is more you know so self-control requires an understanding that less is sometimes more the researchers said after this <laughs> yeah no less volume more pleasure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but uh, go ahead yeah, so <laughs> well, I think that's what avoiding. Yeah, no, that, that was just the point that avoiding temptation now might lead to better future outcome. I thought that was pretty interesting, you know, that even 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 shrimp can or even octopuses can think like that. <laughs> yeah. And that's hard for us to think like that. I mean, most people don't maybe even that's <laughs> we want the temptation now. We want things like right now. It's hard for us to actually wait until, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the proper time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the most intelligence and oftentimes the least control. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. It leads to big problems. Yeah, that's what it does. What's, yeah, we want, so this, I just thought this was interesting in relationship to our last discussion, but we wanted to speak today about the modes of nature. So you've, you've mentioned these three modes of nature before. We've talked a bit about nature and how nature is just really beneficial for us being in nature. And I, you know, 
but we haven't really explained perhaps the depth of these and the importance of these and and so perhaps a first question would be why 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 is it relevant to know about these modes of nature that you've mentioned before <clears throat> yeah it's a it's a very important topic really because if we don't know about the modes of nature then we don't know how to deal with our exposure to and and, and control of the modes of nature or they control us i should say so mm -hmm. anyway let me let me just kind of start from ground zero the material world is comprised of three modes of material nature you know i mean it's hard to picture but these are the three influencing factors in the material world mm. just like we can say water is composed of hydrogen and oxygen h2o mm. that that composes water so the material world is basically composed of these three modes of nature and mm. they are the controlling factors in material nature and in our lives and so the three modes are the mode of goodness, the mode of passion, and the mode of ignorance. In the Sanskrit language, they're called gunas. So mode of goodness is known as sattva guna. Mode of passion is known as rajaguna. And mode of ignorance is known as tamaguna. So... <clears throat> Any living entity in the material world is under the influence of these three modes of nature. And it's more of a psychological influence than a physical influence. Hmm. But under their control or their influence, we think a certain way, we see the world in a certain way, we have different desires, we have different motivations, we act in a certain way, et cetera, et cetera. In other words, whatever we're doing in life, we think we're doing it. I'm doing this, I yeah. want that, I need this, I achieve this, this and that. I'm the doer, but really it's mm. not true. That's an illusion. We talk often about the the world of illusion, which is the material world. Really, it's the modes of nature doing it, and I'm just acting out the mode of nature's control over control. me. Hmm. It's just like if an example. Say you in your normal state, sober state. You act a certain way, you think a certain way, you see a certain way. You're a certain kind of person. Then you drink a bottle of vodka. Mm. And very quickly, that vodka controls you. You have not the ability to control that. So you've lost control. Mm. Now you're saying stupid things that you'd never say. You do stupid things you would never do. You see everything in a certain way. Maybe you're a happy drunk, maybe you're angry drunk, 
you know, maybe you're breaking things and maybe you're, you know, giving things away, whatever. But it's not really you that's doing it. It's the vodka that's doing it. And you're just acting out that influence. In fact, they even say, oh, don't pay any attention to him. It's just the liquor talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just a very gross example of of what the subject is here. These modes of nature are what's really doing everything in the material. And, and kind of like those three would be three kind of, I mean, to continue that comparison could be like three different substances making you do different things or making you like leading it in different directions, sort of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kind of like different objectives, different goals, different avenues of pleasure. Yeah. You see what you pursue in life. You, 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 we, had, we talked about goals. People make a goal and then they try to mm -hmm. achieve it. But the influence of the mode of nature will actually determine what that goal is. See? So knowing that, then we can look at the three modes under the influence of the mode of goodness. And this is, mm -hmm. you know, the name itself is indicative of what is better? <laughs> mode of goodness is a good influence. See, and under the mode of goodness, I'm more calm, I'm more peaceful, I'm more prone to think higher thoughts. You see, I'm I'm more philosophically inclined. I derive pleasure from quiet, good, natural things. So, in the world, nature is in the mode of goodness. Mm. So, a person under the influence of the mode of goodness is more inclined to be attracted to nature. He likes nature. He likes to go and sit and be peaceful by a stream or just hike or ski or ride a bike through nature. You can feel it. There's a certain feeling. He likes to get up early and feel the energy of the sun when it comes over the horizon or, you know, the beauty of the flowers is just amazing to him, and et cetera, et cetera. And no matter what mode you're under, if you go into nature and spend time, it changes you. You know, it makes you feel more peaceful and more calm. And, you mm -hmm. know, we hike a lot, you know, both of us. And if you're out you know, in a nice natural setting, and you meet somebody on the trail, they're, they're coming toward you, you know, it's easy to say, hello, Haribo, you know, and they're, you know, very likely to respond, you know, if they don't say anything, they smile, they nod, they're softer, people are softer, yeah. you know. But if you meet that same person in the city, they don't even look at you. <laughs> you know, and if they do, it, it's, it's you know, some negative look or, you know, don't bother me or what do you want from me or leave uh, me alone or or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. a different, different reaction, mm. but it's the same person because they're mm. under a different influence. Yeah, but I think the people can relate to that. I mean, it's a completely different vibe in the city. That's that's why we want to get out. That's why yeah. I live in the forest as well. It's just that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So 
that's uh, also going to mean a person under the influence of the mode of goodness is more concerned about his physical health. Mm. And he's attracted to mode of goodness foods. That's vegetarian foods. So you'll find that people who are vegetarians in general are kind of mode of goodness people. You know, and the food, which is in the mode of goodness, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, grains, and so on, also, due to its influence, makes you more in the mode of goodness as well. See, And it's also more healthy for the body, so the body's feeling more vibrant, more energized, mm-hmm. you know, less disease and less darkness in your life, et cetera, et cetera. And another idea is that people in the mode of goodness, in general, are people like poets and people who are writers, authors, mm. you know, musicians, scientists. They're they're looking for, you know, more Something information, higher, higher things, mm. higher sources of knowledge, and so on. Of course, now things are twisted so much, so you could say, you know, you can't say that always about musicians, nor poets, nor because, you know, their subject matter may be very dark. But in general, this is the thinkers, the the philosophers, the the more idealistic kind of people, under the influence of mode of goodness, there's more care for other people. You see, they're more concerned about others and less about themselves. So the charity workers, the volunteers, and, you know, people like this, you know, mm. that's a mode of goodness influence. But, but uh, I just have to ask here for, for to make this clear. I mean, does this, uh, how, how do you change this? I mean, is this something that you, like, it's just a, you're born with, you're being that, in that way, and that's naturally how you are? Well, yes, yes, it's like that, and that's due to your past karma and so on. Remember, when we go from one body to the other, we're still covered by the mental body. Mm. And that mental body will be in whatever mode it is, you know. And so in the womb, these influences are present, even before birth. But it doesn't mean that you're stuck with that. You know, you can, you're doomed to be in that influence, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but bring that point up later if I forget, because, you know, this this is something to understand. Yeah. Okay, so that's mode of goodness, you know. Less aggressive people, more mellow, more quick to forgive, you know, the mediators, the ones who don't like conflict, you know, they, they like peace and harmony rather than agitation and conflict, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you get the general picture, you know. Under the influence of the mode of passion, you know, it's very different. Under the influence of the mode of passion, you know, we're very passionate about life, you know, and we're we're so driven by agendas and, you know, success, and I must control, and I must achieve, and I must conquer, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i number one, 
And I've got to really become solid in my position of number one. Mm -hmm. The senses of a person in the mode of goodness are more subdued. They're not so fiery and strong. You know, senses of a person in the mode of passion are very strong, you know. Uh, so a person is always struggling with their sensual desires, you know. Sex is a personification of the mode of passion, see. So a person in the mode of passion is very driven by sex desire, you know. It's, it consumes a person in the mode of passion to a large degree. Hmm. They're also the achievers. I want to achieve a lot, you see. So they're the business people. They're the competitors in, in sports, you see. They're the, the people who have agendas that they're, no matter if they achieve one goal, they've got a, immediately another goal, something bigger, something better, something more fulfilling, you know, something, you know, superior to to what I, I just accomplished mm. you know even if it's and people in the the mode of passion they may just be competitive with their self you know okay i ran this marathon in this amount of time but now i got but do now it. i've got to do a personal best and run it faster so they're more competing with their self than other people in the race or they'll just go out and run alone or climb higher or, you know, ride a bigger wave or whatever it is. But it's still a mode of passion, you see. And, and it's very, very stressful situation, you know, filled with anxiety, afraid they're not going to achieve the goals, you mm. see, or the goal they achieved wasn't good enough. They're more concerned about their image and what people think of them. You know, so it's it's all about me. What did I achieve? What do others think about me? How good I am or how much of a failure I am, you see? And their life is very uh, turbulent. It's, the, it's not an easy life. And, and, and this is the kind of people that you see in the media, isn't it? I mean, mostly this is the, like, the achievers, these kinds of people. These are the ones that are really... Yeah, know. yeah. And... <laughs> You know, their diet is also, you know, in, in harmony with that influence. You know, mm -hmm. you know, they like, say a person in the mode of goodness likes simple food, doesn't have to be so spicy, you know, just plain, organic, mm -hmm. natural, you know, filled with nutrition. He's more worried about what the result in his body will be than what the experience on the tongue will be. See, he's he's not, you know, thinking about the immediate sensual pleasure. He's thinking about how is this going to affect my overall health and well-being. Whereas a person in the mode of passion is a more right now gratification, you know. So he eats, he likes really spicy, you know, foods. And, you know, <clears throat> again, you know, they're... They're just never satisfied with whatever they got. You know, it's it's a really tough position to be in, you know. And that's basically where most people are. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This sounds like, uh, <laughs> I mean. You know. And then the third mode is the mode of ignorance. And this is the mode of darkness. 
People in the mode of ignorance, they're very lethargic, very morose. Actually, one of the characteristics of a person in the mode of ignorance is they like to sleep a lot. It's kind of just void out. They don't, they're not really ambitious. They don't really try to achieve much. You know, if they work, they work just enough to make it. You know, they're not trying to get ahead. They're just more trying to survive. You know, they're also prone to a lot of intoxication. And, you know, for instance, uh, the diet, you know, meat is in the mode of ignorance. So they like to eat meat. You know, they're not interested in healthy food. They're more interested in, you know, the crap. That's the fast food people. I mean, the fast food people are, you know, the people in the mode of ignorance. But usually a person is in or under the control of passion and ignorance combined. It can mm -hmm. be all three. See, sometimes the mode of goodness is more dominant. Mm -hmm. That's why one day you wake up and you feel, wow, so mellow and peaceful. You know, again, you know, I want to be healthy and I want to do good things and mm. so on. And then sometimes the mode of passion is more dominant, you know, and there you go. You're agitated, you know, physically, mentally disturbed, you mm. know, and then sometimes the mode of ignorance is more dominant. And, you know, you don't want to get out of bed. You know, you don't even want to get up. And if you do, you you just want to do nothing, you know, or do, you know, something that is, is, is of no value. See, either materially, there's, there's very little motivation to get ahead, you know. And it, so this, is, this is where your depression and your anxiety and all these things that are plaguing society today are coming from. The anxiety, more motor passion. But that leads to depression. You see, anger yeah, is in the mode of ignorance, but it comes from passion. Passion and ignorance combined, you see. Yeah, and yeah. so you, you, it's very difficult to say a person is just in the mode of goodness or passion or ignorance, hmm. you know, because it kind of hmm. fluctuates. Yeah, and, and once, once you've tried and tried, that's in the mode of passion. When you've like tried so hard to get something and you fail, you might just you know, want to just give up and void out and just forget about the, the whole thing, just sleep yeah, and yeah. drink. That's, and... Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. you know. Or the most successful athletes many times, you know, they reach the goal. You know, it could be an mm -hmm. Olympic goal, which is for an athlete probably as high as it gets, you know. Yeah. But then a few days later, they're just, or maybe one day later, or maybe one hour later, they're hit with depression, you know, because mm. now they've achieved their life's goal, and now what? Mm. Yeah. You know, I'm not some some ecstatic person, you know. It's kind of like a big letdown. First, it was a build up, build up, build up. Yeah, I got it. You know, mm. the champagne and the you know, the headlines in the paper and you got it, the gold medal around your neck. But, you know, then it's the big come down, you know. Okay, now what? And and so dark things happen to many of these people, you know, because it's, uh, it's not really satisfying. It doesn't, the goal is an illusion that it will make me happy, that I will be, somebody and you're still the same person 
you know. It's still the same person. There's a song. You know the band, the Eagles? Yeah. You know, they were... Yeah. Actually, I, I recently saw that they were sold more albums than any band in history. You know, wow. you wouldn't think that, but this was statistically what was shown to be true. But anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. But they had a song, and it was about this young girl who was obviously in the mode of passion, and she had you know, the ambition to marry a rich person, you know. Mm -hmm. So she manipulated and did what she had to do, achieved the goal, got the rich husband, you know, the big house, the luxury of, of being a, a wife of a rich person, don't have to work, got all the, you know, the things to make you happy. But she's sneaking out at night and going to see some young guy across town, you know, that, you know, like it didn't work for her, you know. On the other side of town, a boy is waiting, you know. <laughs> the song is quite well made. But anyway, in the end, the line said, ain't it funny how your new life didn't change things? You're still the same old girl you used to be. <laughs> She's still the same person, you know. And so that's kind of an example how we we chase the phantasmagoria and it just doesn't work, you know. You, you arranged it all so carefully, ain't it funny how your new life didn't change things? You're still the same old girl you used to be. You can't mm -hmm. hide those lying eyes and so on. So that's why we need to understand these things. You know, if we're struck down with the mode of passion, you know, you're doing pretty good. You're controlling your senses to a degree. You're, you're not obsessed with, you know, this thing or that thing or whatever. And then out of nowhere, all of a sudden, you're just overwhelmed with some desire, sex desire, for instance, which is a mm. very common one that everybody can relate to, you know. And you think, oh, I got to do this, you know. I got to find that person, or I got to arrange this thing or that thing, or I got to get married. If you're just, you know, on a, a platform where, okay, but to, you know, to fulfill all these desires properly, you know, in the correct way, I need to get married. So all of a sudden, you got to have a wife, or you got to have a husband, or you got to, you know, have a family, or whatever. You see. And you're driven by that, and it can go for years, and you you push through all kinds of obstacles, and you you do stupid things. I mean, there's red lights all along the way, you know, red flags. Don't do this. Don't. This is not a good idea. It's stupid. But you can't see it. You don't care. You're just pushing through it. I'm going to do it anyway, regardless, you know, because it's it's driving you, mm. and you do it, and then later. All the red flags are saying, I told you so. You know, it didn't work. You know, it was a big mistake. You 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 throw your whole life into this thing, you know, and, and now you're stuck with whatever you're stuck with. And but if you know, if you know what we're discussing now, you can say, Oh, this is just a mode of passion. It came, mm. it'll go, you know. It'll last for whatever time it does, 
you know, and I'm not going to let this sweep me away and just take me wherever it does, you know. Whereas a person in the mode of goodness, he's more inclined to analyze things, approach it with knowledge, you know, sensible approach. Okay, well, let's see now. This is like this, and this mm. is like that, and that would not be a good result if I did this, but this would obviously probably be a better result. We don't know for sure always, but mm. in other words, he's approaching it with intelligence, calmness. It's not urgent. I don't have to do it right now. I'm going to take my time, like you talked about the octopus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take my time, you know, and think this thing through. He's not an impulsive person. So you can see if we have this knowledge, then it helps us to know how to live our life, you know. And if I wake up and I'm in the mode of ignorance, oh, my ambition is zero today. I don't want to do this. I just do it anyway. Ah, this is just a mode of ignorance. Mm. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. going to come. It's going to go. You know, I have these obligations, these duties, you know. So you, you, you don't succumb to the control of these things. You, you get the point? Yeah, and that's, that's, that's like the real meaning of self-control. I mean, they mentioned the word self-control in that study as well. And that seems like it's always like <clears throat> uh, you have to like restrict yourself, like it's a terrible thing. But self-control could also be... Like, like you're saying, like you're choosing something else, you're stepping back and then you're redirecting your life and your energy and the tendencies that would like in the positive direction. Exactly. Yeah. In other words, that's what the human form of life is all about. We have intelligence superior mm. to any other species on the planet. I mean, the human intelligence is amazing, but its function is... To fill it with knowledge, you see, mm -hmm. we, we're, we're to receive knowledge, and with that knowledge, operate that intelligence correctly, you see. Mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> I, I think we've probably spoken about this a little bit on this, this show before, but, you know, intelligence is amazing, really. Even in lower forms of life, when we tell them one time about the octopus, but <laughs> but uh, it's amazing. But say I'm in the mode of passion, okay, and I want money, okay. That's my de strong desire, hmm. okay. And I decide I'm going to rob this bank to get that money. <laughs> it's harder to do nowadays than it used to be, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So now you use your intelligence to come up with the best plan to rob the bank and not get caught. See, mm. you're still using your intelligence, but it's intelligence fueled by passion. See, it's just supporting mm. your passionate desire to have the money. But if you're in the mode of goodness and somehow came up with this thought, because mode of passion can come in, thoughts can come in that, you know, you wouldn't expect to arise. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's just use the same example. I want money. I'm going to rob a bank. But then 
in the mode of good and instrument tones there, but that's stupid, man. That's not one, it's against the law. It's, <laughs> it's not your money. You know, you're going to have to pay for that. The law of karma is going to come back at you, you mm. know, and your chances of doing it and not getting caught is slim. And if you get caught, you're going to go to jail. You could get shot while you're pulling off the operation. In other words, that's another intelligent approach to the same desire. Mm. Mm. And so, no, I'm not going to do that. You control it with intelligence, whereas the other one, you fuel it with intelligence. Mm. So it's, it's how you use the intelligence that's important. And under the influence of goodness, you have good intelligence. And under the influence of passion and ignorance, you don't. You see, that was a stupid thing to do. Yeah, I know that now. Well, they say hindsight is twenty twenty. You know? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, you, you just learn, okay. But the, let me let me say this before we go anywhere. The idea is you can go from the modes of ignorance and the modes of passion to the mode of goodness. That's the yeah, whole journey. That's the important point. That's the important point. Mm. So. I'm in the mode of ignorance. Okay, I'm in the mode of ignorance. I'm in the mode of passion. I'm in the mode of passion, you see, predominantly. Like I say, it always fluctuates, but, you know, predominantly. But I can come to the mode of goodness. And that's the whole yoga system, see. In bhakti yoga, that's the whole, not the whole, but that's an important part of the, of the system, of the journey. See, you know, we talk about big journey, little steps. Well, you know, from the mode of ignorance, you can't really go anywhere spiritually, really, because you're dark, you're covered. You know, the illusion is, is great. You're not even interested in that subject. No. From the mode of passion, you're so caught up in the immediate sensual, you know, experiences of life, you're not going to do much either. There's no time for contemplation and reflection. And, and even if you do, you know, you're, you're seeing it from the wrong angle. Or, you know, if mm -hmm. I use my some I spiritual see. tools to fulfill my material desires, I see, I see. you know, it, like that's, that's religiosity. I'll uh, pray, I'll chant, I'll join this religion, I'll do this to so get, I can get more something. material things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see? So that's not really spiritual life. That's just using, mm. you know, spiritual life for your own passionate desires. Mm. See? So that's not a good thing. It's better than nothing on understanding, you know, there is power in, in spiritual life. But again, that's not the platform for really making progress. Mm. Mode of goodness. Now, the material glitter of the world is not so strong, you see. And the darkness of ignorance is not overwhelming. And you're more interested in gaining knowledge. So you pursue that, you see, and you gain more knowledge, and you gain knowledge of your identity. I'm not the body, I'm spirit soul, you see. That's the beginning of knowledge, you know, and this world is, you know, temporary, it's not my home, all these things that we we talk about so often, you know, in the mode of goodness, that becomes relevant to me. Yeah, yeah. 
in the mode of passion and ignorance, that's not relevant. You know, that's in the way of what I'm trying to do in the mode of passion. Exactly. You see? Don't tell me I'm not the body. I, my sensual pleasures are number one. You see, I, no. you know, don't talk to me about that stuff. Mm. You know? So that's why, you know, so many of these high-level athletes, and I, I know them, some of them, not all, but I, I know of a lot of them, and I know some personally. But because the mode of passion is so strong, they're not really interested in mm. spiritual knowledge, yeah. you know, it's like they have to achieve their goal of, you know, being <laughs> this amazing radical, mm. you know, that, you know, is, is life threatening. And, you know, at any moment they could fall and, and, you know, get killed on the rocks or an avalanche could take them out or whatever. But, they can't not do it because the passion is so strong. Yeah. So they try to mitigate the danger as much as they can, but you can't control all of that, you know, and they mm. know that. Mm. But to tell them about true spiritual goals, they don't have time for that. I've had exactly. so many of these guys tell me, this is my meditation. You know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is my meditation. This is my God. This is my temple. That's you know? exactly what you hear. Yeah, yeah, my mother says that all the time. Like she can't really relate to meditation like I, you know, but she loves being in the mountains. She always says that, you know, when she's walking there, that's that's her meditation. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, but a person in the mode of goodness, he has more likelihood of being receptive, you know, and hearing these things. And, and, and when you talk to them, you can talk on a deeper level. You can say more. Yeah, Whereas yeah. on the other, you know, levels, influences of passion and ignorance, you can't say very much, you know, and that because they don't want to hear very much. A lot of times they don't want to hear anything. <laughs> But if they want to hear it all, it's it's very light, you know. And and you say, okay, yeah, you know, but if you chant the mantras, you know, it'll be good for you, it'll make you happy and whatever. And some of them are a little bit open to that. I have friends that, you know, whenever I see them, we chant. But they're not going to take it at this point in time past yeah. that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. good evening together. We have a kirtan. Exactly. And they're going, yeah, that was fun. But... but you can't bring out Bhagavad Gita and start reading from it. But, but so, so, well, that's a story that I'd like to tell. Maybe I could start with that. But, and I, yeah, I, I'll actually do that. And maybe I can ask a question in relation to that because there's a, there's a, there's a very, you know, dear friend of mine. He, I didn't, you know, I met him not so long ago and he, well, his life previously, he was like a top athlete, you know, he was really going for that full mode of passion, I think, you know, really just uh, putting his life into his, his, uh, I can't remember what sports he was doing, I think it was hand, uh, what's that called in English, handball, it's like, this is probably a handball, I know, handball, handball, I mean, there is a sport handball, yeah, 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 so anyway, you know, not squash, 
Some people call it squash, maybe. Well, uh, no, In you a do room with the, where you hit it against the wall. No, you do it without the hitting. You just like throw a ball. Uh, how do you describe that? You you run and you throw a ball to each other. It's kind of like football, but you throw it with your hands. Oh no, then, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know that sport. That's not handball, but anyway. <laughs> no, okay. It's called handball in Swedish. I didn't know what it's called in English. I, I had to look this up, but so. He and you know at, at that time he wasn't open to any anything. He's told me like at that time he wasn't open to anything about some the existence of a supreme power or 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 anything. Basically, he was just like that's what he was doing. And then he hurt his knee really bad. He couldn't use his knee. He couldn't do anything. Like his career was was over. And uh, not so long afterwards, I mean. Uh, in, in in that period as well, like that transition, he 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 and his girlfriend broke up, and he uh, he came to meditation. He you know started showing interest. He came and started you know chanting, and he, he you know he just said like now suddenly like when after that like now he's like that like that was such a big thing for him. It wasn't just hurting his knee like that changed his life completely. And now he's so open to the idea of there being some supreme authority, supreme power, or, or you know, and, and, and all the things that we're talking about with him, like he's, now he's really open-minded to that. Like he's, that, that change has happened that he needed, you know, to get out from that mode of passion, I guess, into mode of goodness. Is, is that, yeah. you know? Yeah. See. God works in mysterious ways. His <laughs> yeah. wonders to perform. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, we don't know what it's going to take for any individual, including ourselves, to exactly. change things in our life. Exactly. No, we yeah. don't know what that is. It could be a car accident. It could be... You know, and whatever, you know, people get diagnosed with cancer and they, you know, some of them don't change at all and some of them change completely. But, but, but how do you, because my, what I was wondering about, like, so, I mean, that's wonderful if that happens, but how can you help someone to, to move in that direction? I mean, if you know that there's a person well, here. Like uh, we say often, the mantras that we chant have spiritual power that can do things that we can't do. They're superior to the three modes of material nature. See, the superior mode, the three modes of material nature are under the control of the spiritual nature, which is the Supreme Lord. So therefore, if a person does start to chant, you see, then this can change them more and more. And those important things that were fueled by the mode of passion, you know, aren't so important anymore. That, that, that force, that strength mm -hmm. is diminished. And more, they're more open to the mode of goodness. Like I seen my friend, you know, he, I couldn't talk to him about vegetarianism even, you know, but, you know, over years we chanted a little bit here and there. He became a vegetarian. Wow. You know? 
And so, <laughs> you know, it's not like he's, you know, like your friend wanting to know more and da da da. But it changed him enough that he could see that this is a superior diet and, hmm. you know, and he was feeling better than he's ever felt. You know, he, <laughs> so there was proof that backed up that a vegetarian diet was superior, you know. And then, you, I mean, you never know the pace of someone. I mean, we, yeah. we're, we're, we're all individuals, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, he, uh, he had a friend. He lived in Alaska for a long time, had a fishing boat. He fished in Alaska, and then he mm -hmm. moved to Colorado and Crested Butte. And so when I met him, he still had his fishing boat. He'd go there in the summer to Alaska and fish. They, they make a lot of money. They used to make a lot more than now because there was a lot more fish. Well, in, the, in the lakes or like no, lakes? No, in or? the sea. In the, the sea. sea. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And in the summer, you know, he could make way more than enough money to last for the year, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's what he did. And I kept saying, you know, there's so much karma involved in that, that thing. You know, you, you, all those fish you're responsible for t killing, you know, there's so much karma. But money's stronger than karma. So he wasn't very interested in, in that idea. <laughs> but then one, so we continued on to be friends and chant periodically once in a while and so on. And then one summer I, I went there because I was traveling and I, I go there in summer. And he said, well, you're going to be really happy to know I sold my fishing boat. Yeah. I went, great. Wow. <laughs> you know? So that was a good sign. He just got the idea. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. You know? Wow. And so then, you know, over time, you know, I was always a vegetarian and you know, a little nudge here and there, and he eventually became a vegetarian. Yeah. Hmm. And then shortly after that, you know, maybe six months after he became a vegetarian, he had a friend from Alaska. They were longtime friends. He was always very active in backcountry skiing and, you know, all kind of outdoor stuff in Alaska. Alaska's, you know, that kind of place. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he continued when he came to Colorado. So... His friend got Lou Gehrig's disease, ASL. I don't oh, know if you... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, anyway, usually when a person gets that, they don't live very long. You know, they live for, you know, six months to a year. So uh, his friend, you know, called him up. There was three guys. They, my friend, another person, and the person that was sick. He called his other... My two, you know, his friends up, and he said, "I want to do one last raft trip before I, he knew he was going to die. Before I, I go, I want to do one last trip with you guys." And so they did. They flew in a in a plane, fixed wing plane, back to some remote river, and they did a raft trip. Hmm. And he couldn't paddle or anything. He was just sitting in the boat, and they were taking him down the river. And anyway. Then sometime not long after that, he left his body. But he had a request to those two guys, his friends, before he died, I want you to spread my ashes over this glacier. There's a big glacier up in Alaska that he was referring to. Hmm. And so they, they said, yeah, we'll do that. So he died, was cremated. They took his ashes. 
And there they, they did this trip. It was like a hundred miles across this glacier. And my friend wow. Keith said probably nobody had ever done it by skis the way they did it. They did it on skis, you know, and it took them, I forget now, a week or 10 days. I forget the length of time. And as they went along, they scattered his ashes all along. And then when they got to the sea, the end of the whole trip was the ocean. The remaining ashes they put into the sea. That was his request. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, Keith came back and I said, how was your trip? He said, man, it was amazing. I think there was three of them, though one other guy joined. He said, and he was on this vegetarian diet. And he said, I was feeling so good. I said, I was so far ahead of these guys, other two guys. I had to sit and wait for him so many times for him to catch up. <laughs> so he was convinced by that experience that, yeah, this is superior. See, so it's, it's a gradual movement toward, you know, the mode of goodness more and more and more. And uh, that's the idea, you know, like the diet and the chanting and, you know, if a person is ready to adopt more activities or, or refrain from doing certain activities, you know, there's certain things you shouldn't do, you know, because they're in the mode of passion or ignorance. You know, for instance, you know, uh, diet, you know, eating of meat, fish, and eggs, that's in the mode of ignorance. So that will have a mode of ignorance influence on you, mm. you know. So if you don't do that, then that will eliminate that influence you know mm. that's mode of goodness influence vegetarian diet see so now you've been influenced in that way you know and intoxication is in the mode of ignorance you know mm. so the yoga system is don't do that because that's going to place you under the influence of the mode of ignorance which is against your real well-being you know you the spirit soul will be ill affected by that so don't do it you know it's it's a different way to look at why not do these things yeah and so gambling is in the mode of passion okay don't gamble because that'll put you under that influence you know and it's a very addictive thing to people who gamble i mean so many people have lost everything many times over mm. they can't not do it so, but don't do it. That's a mode of passion, and it's a not a, not good. It's, it's against your well-being. And illicit sex, you know, obviously sex is in the mode of passion. Don't do that because that'll also put you under that influence. And so these things, if followed, will eliminate a lot of that mode of passion and ignorant influence and therefore take you to the mode of goodness, you know. So you add in the things that are in the mode of goodness and you try to take out the things. And the four I mentioned are the strongest mode of ignorance and passion influences. They're the most strong. So, so you gradually eliminate those or not gradually. However, this is going to also assist you in coming to the mode of goodness. So we had just, just to remind ourselves, so we had, we had gambling uh, intoxication, uh, illicit sex, and meat. And illicit sex is defined as sex outside of marriage. 
And you can also see, I mean, you know, people, you know, oftentimes don't want to know about this. But if you look at it with intelligence, standing back and looking at mm -hmm. it, yeah. you know, look how much trouble that any one or all of those things cause a person in their life. Exactly. <laughs> you know, look at intoxication. How many people's lives are destroyed completely? You know, they lose their life. How many? 81,000 people died under the influence of drugs in 2020. 81,000 people in America, in well, one like country. The, the person themselves or the person that they hurt as well. <laughs> I mean, this is just and, like the direct consequence. I was going to say, and then all the loved ones that you destroy their life, all of a sudden, you know, yeah. you're gone. And, and what are they left with? Yeah. Nothing but sadness. You yeah. see. So, and of course, the alcohol and, you know, the health damage and the family damage and broken everything. See, lose jobs, can't work, whatever, whatever. You know, there's some big you know, rapper that's in the hospital right now, overdosed on drugs, had a heart attack. You know, I mean, you don't do those things. You don't have that problem. No. You know? So drugs, that's, and alcohol, intoxication. So that's no good. You know, can you say it's a bad thing to not do those? No. But can you say it's a good thing to not do those? Yes. But 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 how about, you know, people would say, yeah, but I just drink every now and then. I don't drink to get drunk. I just take a little wine here and there and a little sip. And is that okay? or what's... Well, it depends on how strict you are in following these teachings. You know, mm. if you're very loose in following them, you'll have all kinds of justifications. You know, if you're very strict and I really want to grow spiritually, then you'll honor that in all ways. So it depends on the individual. Well, that's what you want, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, illicit sex, my God, look at all the problems that come out of that. You know, unwanted sure. children, abortions, and, you know, broken homes and hearts and, you know, rapes and on and on, you know, the story goes. I mean, who can say that's a good thing, you know? And then, you know, gambling, we've already discussed, people lose their life to gambling. I know a person that that can't give it up and he's tried to commit suicide twice. You know, he lost his wife, his young baby. You know, she just left him. She didn't know he had that problem when they got married. Then she found out, lost all their money, you know, borrowed money from everybody. Everybody's after him to you know, because he owes big uh, money. Of course. And so he tried to commit suicide twice unsuccessfully. You know, so gambling is, don't do it. You know, save yourself the problem, you know. <laughs> and we've already talked about the meat eating, you know. But it's, it's, so. it's, 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 uh, it's financial speculation, including gambling, because that's a big one for, for people. You know, you put money in different stocks here and there and you try to, because I uh, never got into that stuff because I feel like that's it's kind of like <laughs> aggravating. Yes, in a way, it is gambling. You know, it depends on the approach, too, and the addiction. I mean, some people really have a scheme of how they they buy and sell stocks. They 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 have a system they follow. You know, it's it's more of a, a, a analytical business yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. rather than just throwing money into a, a stock and hoping for the best. 
Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so again, and, and how much it affects them personally, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, that's a real, I mean, any business in one sense is gambling. You open a restaurant. Is it going to be successful or not? It's, it's a gamble. You don't <laughs> know. True. There's no guarantee. That's true. You know, so in many ways, life is a gamble. Life is a gamble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what we're talking about is this obvious gamble. Hmm. You know, going to Vegas and just, you know, losing all your money or, you know, betting on the horses or whatever, hmm. whatever, you know. So anyway, the point is, if you don't do those things, not only is it about the modes of passion and ignorance, and, and but it's about just logical everyday life. You know, it's better not to do those things. Your life will be better if you don't do them. Mm-hmm. See? So the yoga system is so perfect that it's all about improving a person's well-being a person's life, a person's relationship with other people, you know, and, and on and on it, the benefits go. And, and and not just spiritual, right, but, but also mentally, physically, I mean. Yeah, of course, you know. So those four prohibitions, we'll call them, they're not spiritual. That's just a material, you know, guideline or suggestion that will improve your material life, physically and mentally. But it brings you to the mode of goodness, and from there you can start real, you know, spiritual life. In other words, step off of that mode of goodness platform into a serious spiritual endeavor, you know. Which you you can't do from the other, when you're influenced under the other modes. Yeah, you can't really go very far you're not really going to do very much see but you know our process is so beautiful you know the chanting for instance is for everybody it's not just for people in the mode of goodness Mm. you know it's for the person in the mode of ignorance and maybe you'll never see you know graphically any change in that person but on the spirit soul level it's having its effect it's Mm doing things that are unknowable and unseen through the eye, you see. And maybe that person himself won't even experience it, but it's happening, you know. And when he leaves his body at the time of death, that improvement or that benefit will be there, and he will experience the result of that. See. Hmm. That's why we we also chant to... Animals, dogs, cats, birds, you know, trees, plants, everybody. Because it helps that person in that body, you see, become spiritually purified. And that's, again, something that you can't do with (laughs) silent meditation or any other method. But it's... Well, yeah, you know, know. we've talked about that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes people ask, why do you guys have to chant out loud? We don't have to, but we choose to. And it's one instruction because not only do you help yourself, but you help others. And uh, so this this bhakti yoga system is, is for everybody, you know, and it's based on pure, absolute truth. It's no speculation involved. Right? 
And as a person moves toward the mode of goodness, they just feel better. You know, they feel better. Their they, their life is is different. You know, and isn't that what we're trying to do? Is improve our life? Yeah, that's what life is for. <laughs> you know, improvement, but not material improvement. See, in the modes of passion. That's all you're thinking about is material improvement. And, Whereas and, in the mode of goodness, you're thinking gradually more and more, hopefully over time, spiritual improvement. You know? And you may not even be able to verbalize it. You know, without much information, it's hard to verbalize these things. But just somehow inside, you know, you want something deeper, something more meaningful. Mm. You know, something that that makes you more happy. There's a, I mean, that's. I I was recently questioned by by someone. We were speaking about. I don't know if you've heard or read this book. I, I read it before. I mean, this was long ago, but the, it's called The Power of Now, and it's I guess related as well to the book that's called The Secret. Uh, you know, which is very. I have read the secret. I haven't read the power of now, but oh, yeah, I, know, yeah, yeah. I know the concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so what? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the concept is that you, you, you know, you can. It it's, gives you the power to go in whichever direction you you want, like with your with your thoughts. You know, how, how is that? Like, I guess I took a. That, that to me is an example of something that like it might be true but but with intelligence like why would you want to go in a certain direction like you, it doesn't give you the tools to know or or like in which direction should you go <laughs> or what's a beneficial thing to do right and if you read those books it's all about some material direction yeah you know, like the secret, okay, the secret is if you really want something, you know, and you really, really desire it and you meditate on it and you ask the universe to give it to you, mm. you'll get it. You know, yeah. and the, the example was from a boy who wanted a, you know, like an eight-year-old kid who wanted a new bicycle mm. to a guy who wanted a multi-million dollar home. Mm. But it was the same secret. And both got the results. One got the bicycle, one got the home. You know. <laughs> well, what do you got? You just got a, another yeah. material situation that, you know, doesn't really satisfy. So the secret is of the secret is that's not gonna <laughs> that, that's not gonna make you happy. <laughs> the real secret is in spiritual secrets. You know, that's why in Bhagavad Gita it says this is, there's different chapters. This is knowledge. This is, you know, confidential knowledge. This is the most confidential knowledge. It's different levels of secrets, if you will. Mm. You know, so, you know, the ultimate secret is spiritual truth, spiritual life. And, uh, the reason is because, again, another secret, we're spirit souls, we're not the body. Well, that's, that's exactly what I want to get to. Like, there's, 
because you know the modes of nature that's i mean that's so important but there's just like there's so much more and and you know there's so much beyond that now we've spoken a lot you've spoken a lot about the material world but you know there's so much so much more beyond that to explore and to well yeah well, that, that's the point that's the thing but a person <clears throat> in knowledge knows about the modes of nature because we're in material bodies, and we're going to feel those influences. Hmm. Whether I know all this or not, see, whether I'm on some spiritual plane or not, you know, the body's the body. You know, it's said in Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says, who, who can tolerate the urges of the senses, you know, is superior. One should learn to tolerate the urges of the senses. So what does that say? It means the senses are going to present their urges. So, so you also get stupid urges from time to time? Like, do you also get... Uh, of course. You know. <laughs> but with intelligence, you understand what that urge is. It's not me. You know, it's the body and the mind. Just like you get sick or you feel a pain in your knee or whatever. I mean, you know, just because you're on some, you know, higher level of understanding of spiritual life doesn't mean you don't get a pain in the knee or you don't, mm. you know, have an issue with your teeth or <laughs> you don't get old. <laughs> with old age comes a lot of interesting things. You don't know, but you will. <laughs> We'll just find out laughing happily in, in <laughs> you know ignorance <laughs> yeah. so the the vedic knowledge you know our, our philosophy of bhakti yoga is, is very valuable it's very very practical you know you can apply it you know it's ignorance that causes the problem it's knowledge that solves the problem yeah just like, you know, COVID-19. <laughs> it's a big problem, you know. But the more knowledge a person has of it, you know, the more he can, you know, try to prevent getting it. And if he gets it, you know, then, you know, more and more information is coming out about, you know, what to do about that. In other words, knowledge is the... Is is important, but, but but how how do you know? I mean, or maybe moving in a slightly different direction. But but how do you know? Because all these things that you say, I mean, you can follow many different things. Is it a big part to like? Can you trust your own experience of these things as the reality, or in in how much big degree do you have to have faith and just? Well, we trust the Vedic scriptures. We trust the spiritual master. That's what we trust. If my experience confirms that to be true, then that's just another confirmation. Mm. If it doesn't, then I don't follow what I experience over this absolute knowledge, you know, because, you know, as humans I already talked about this previously 
we're prone to make mistakes, number one. And number two, we're an illusion, you know. So how can I trust my experience that is contaminated by mistakes and illusion? See, mm. it's not trustworthy. Mm. But this absolute knowledge is absolute. It, 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 there's no possibility that it's wrong. In my experience, if if it, you know, if I experience that this truth is true, great. If I experience somehow it's not true, it's still true. I don't throw that truth away because, oh, well, I didn't experience that. You know. So hmm. that's the way, you know, we approach it with intelligence. So hmm. if we just go on our experience, that's not a reliable guideline. Hmm. You have to know, you, you have to come to under, somehow understand what's what's true or not. I mean, many people present things that could be true. I mean, <laughs> well, a lot of that is dependent on the sincerity of the seeker. You know, the Lord's in our heart. And do I want to know the truth or not? You know, it's said in, mm -hmm. in our teachings that you know, God gives the atheist the the argument that God doesn't exist. Hmm. Because that's what the atheist wants. That's his faith. His faith is there is no God. So God makes him strong in that faith. Hmm. You want that? Okay. Then I'll I'll give you faith that that is correct. But that doesn't mean it is correct, but that's what he wants. So gradually through the purification, and again, dealing with the modes of nature properly, moving to the mode of goodness, chanting, the purifying, you know, lifestyles and so on, you know, my desire changes. I want to know the real truth. You know? nice. So you might start out like with 1% of a desire to know, and then you're like, Purifying, purifying. Yeah, yeah. More and more. Desire. Isn't denial one of the main escape routes for people? I don't even want to know that. Yeah. You know, don't tell me that stuff. I don't want to know it. <laughs> See? So God knows I don't want to know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, then no problem. That's freedom. You know? Yeah. God gives us the freedom to go any direction in life we want, you see. That's the meaning of freedom, you know, freedom. But it's an illusion we're free because we're under the controls of material nature, see. I'm not free of the modes of material nature, you see. Unless I am, unless I've transcended that, and now I'm under the control of the absolute nature, see, the absolute truth. But the, the living entity, the jiva soul, as we're called, is always controlled, either by superior nature or inferior nature. That's, that's just how it is. So my only option is to choose which control do I want to be under. And in the material world, that choice has already been Made, I want to be under the control of material nature. Although we don't consciously probably think like that, you know, it's just like how it is. 
You know, it's not like I, I know about it even, and I, I chose that, but we did choose it. Because if I choose not to be under the control of the Supreme Lord, the superior nature, then automatically I will be under control of the inferior or material nature. Automatically. If I don't choose to swim, automatically I'll drown. <laughs> you know? That's, that's, it's not like I choose to drown. If I don't swim, if I don't make that choice, I will drown. And and we, I remember last last week we, <laughs> but we we said this was a topic for an, for another day. But you know that that's what you're speaking about is very related to that the question of where, why are we here? <laughs> why did we go because to this place? Because we chose to be the lord of material nature to try to come and control and enjoy independent of god and that's why he created the material world for us as to have a place to come and act out that fantasy that i am god that i'm number one see so people say you know god created the material world it's true mm. absolutely he did but but Really, you know, if we understand a little bit more, we created the material world. Hmm. Like who creates the prisons in a society? Mm -hmm. The government or the criminals? Hmm. If there was no criminals, there'd be no prisons. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the government constructs the building and makes the laws and puts the people inside that building and whatever. But who really created the prison was the criminals who broke the laws. Hmm. So yeah. if, if, you know, God didn't create the material world for, you know, us to come here and suffer, which is what some people think, hmm. you know, like the government doesn't create the prison just so he can have a place to make people suffer. <laughs> you know, I mean, a good government. I'm like, you know, when we start talking in this term, who knows? But in general, the, the point is the same. And, and you know, they also don't create prisoners, prisons like for people to enjoy or have a, you know, perfect life in prison. Exactly, I mean, <laughs> exactly. It's a place where you pay for your mistakes, you know. So the material world is where we come, and, but it's a place of misery, you know. So no matter how much I want to be the controller, I'm not. But no matter, um, hmm? Yeah, no, what were you going to say? No matter, how, no matter how much I want to be the enjoyer, I'm not. Yeah. I, I yeah, and that's... Uh, well, I, I've I know people who feel, and I've thought myself perhaps, you know, I, like is there a practical example of that? Like, I because previously I didn't feel like that related to me. Like, I didn't feel like I, and I guess I still don't know how I'm trying to be the enjoyer. 
Like, how, how is it like, I'm not trying to be number one. I'm not trying to be God. I'm just living my life. Like, I don't, what, how is that, <laughs> you know? We're all living our life of being the enjoyer. Hmm. Whether it's having a house to come in out of the cold, you know, or, you know, going on a ski trip. Why do, why do we go on ski trips, you know, hmm. that suffer? we may suffer it may be a big suffering experience but we do it to enjoy you know some taste out there you know Mm. everybody's trying to enjoy you know one way or another way so that's just the nature of the material world that's the consciousness the prevailing consciousness of the material world and, and that's not and that's, that's, that's not in our best interest hmm. and we never achieve that goal you see and so we go along in a mellow way and but death comes and that's not fun you know <laughs> people are not too excited about that <laughs> like the guy who's freezing bodies you know, he takes the bodies down to minus 320 degrees Celsius. You know, after a person dies, you know, and it costs, I, I forget the, the amount of money it costs, but a lot of money. And, and he, he'll freeze your body for however long. And then when science, his theory is when science advances enough that they can cure whatever made you die, whether it was cancer or whether it was old age or whatever, then they unthaw you and administer the cure and you just get on with life, you know. And it costs huge money and he's already got 50 bodies on ice. It's not on ice, but, you know, in the fridge. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is the idea. They're still trying to stay here and enjoy the world. We'll conquer death in this way. Of course, it's absolute illusion. It's not, it's not possible. That soul in that body is long gone, and he's just got a chunk of frozen flesh. And, and, and the fact that they're doing that is even the proof that they, that they see that you're not your body. I mean, if you are your body, then you're still there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. If you're not your body, then obviously... <laughs> you're gone you know but anyway it goes to extremes this is an extreme measure but everybody's Mm -hmm. trying to conquer death and misery and pain and and enjoy that's all and and the point is we can redirect that enjoyment or well yeah I mean it's the nature of the soul to enjoy but the the eternal position of the soul is subordinate to the supreme soul and have a loving relationship with you know loving service to the supreme lord pleasing the lord with my life and that's when we experience spiritual joy spiritual happiness i mean that's there's no other solution you know that spiritual love is is the enjoyment for us and if we don't have that, then we'll try to find substitutes every way we can. Hmm. 
But it never works. This is the point. You know, and so that's what the human form of life is with all of our intelligence and ability to hear and, you know, contemplate is to understand this is true and, and the futility of another direction in life. Mm. You know. <laughs> so. <sighs> yeah, so, but along the way, you know, it doesn't say we got to suffer. That's a, a misconception that some people that are supposedly following religious spiritual teachings have come up with that, okay, if we're not supposed to enjoy, then we're supposed mm. to suffer. Mm. <laughs> and that's the ball and chain around the leg idea of dragging a ball and chain around or wearing hair shirts to just be uncomfortable all the time or, you know, self-flagellation where you beat yourself or mm. whatever. And that's, you know, in the eyes of the people who do this, spiritual. That, that is spiritual advancement. That's, that's how you advance is increase the suffering, you know. But, you know, that's not taught anywhere that true truth is taught. You know, it's, it's not. You know, this is a, a, again man's creation that somebody's just speculated. Well, if we're not supposed to enjoy it, then we're supposed to suffer. <laughs> so let's get on with the suffering. And then when we die, we'll go to heaven because we've suffered here. So we'll go there and enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> so it's still enjoyment. You know, it's just now I'm temporarily suffering so I can experience eternal enjoyment. <laughs> so all of these philosophies that, that people, you know, accept and practice are, are just created by people's minds. It's not coming from God. It's not coming from Scripture. It's not coming from true masters. Hmm. Yeah. You know, we just went through Easter yesterday. It was Easter. Jesus didn't teach that, you know. He taught love for God. That's all he taught. Simple, straight up. No, no hidden message here. Love God. <laughs> you know? Just straight up, you know, glorify his names. Forgive others, you know. Mm -hmm. God will forgive you as you forgive others, mm -hmm. you know. Love your neighbor. I mean, it's just... Simple. It wasn't complicated. No. <laughs> and those who follow that, they will be successful in the goal. You know, Jesus didn't come here to suffer, although, you know, he did suffer physically, obviously. You know, he, he didn't have a cush life. Mm. You know, he had basically no material possessions. He didn't even, you know, as far as we know from the Bible, he didn't even have a home. You know, <laughs> he says, you know, even the birds have a nest and the beasts have a den, but the Son of God has no home, no place to lay his head. Mm. So he, but he had a, a, a message to, to, to spread to everybody, and that's love God. 
you know, become like I am. He said, I love God. You should become like I am. Do like, imitate me, follow me, you know. So, well, you know, the truth is, is the same, no matter what time period it appeared or who spread that message, it's the same truth. Yeah, I guess that's, <laughs> some people may be confused, like speaking about Vedic truth and then Jesus and how is that? <laughs> because that's, it's just truth. It's we're, not, we're not Veda, Vedas, <laughs> Christians. We're just, you know, followers of the truth to the degree we can, you know. Mm. And that that's a beautiful thing that there's no sectarianism involved. Mm. You know, it's not like we're the good guys and the rest of the, are the bad guys, you know. <laughs> Everybody's a good guy, it's just that some are further away from their eternal goodness than others. Mm. Mm. So yeah, that's some ideas for today. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of ideas for today. I hope, I hope it has been inspiring for some someone listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't think you know. I, there's there's a lot of people that, again, extreme sports people. They do things, and and of course they have their own motivations. But one is. They say, we want to inspire other people to get out and do your extreme sport or push your own limits, mm -hmm. you know, go outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. There's, there's a, a group that's just appeared. I, I've just became aware of them. Kind of young guys, girls, and their group is called Seek Discomfort. <laughs> In other words, get out of your comfort zone, mm -hmm. you know, but they're talking about, you know, this guy did, you know, a, a skydive, we call it a halo dive from 25,000 feet, you know, halo means high altitude, low opening. So you fall for five miles <laughs> and then you open your chute and you reach speeds of 300 miles an hour, you know, and... You know, it's, but that's the point. Get outside your comfort zone, you know. Well, if you want to get outside your comfort zone, begin spiritual life. <laughs> you know, that'll take you outside your comfort zone. For sure. You know? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> So we're not against that idea. It's just a different comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, way safer than, you know. Than a halo jump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... Uh, and pleasurable as well. I mean, that's that's the idea. That's there's a lot of pleasure on the way, real pleasure, a lot of enjoyment. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> on all levels. You know, if you're eating yeah. right and everything, you're feeling healthy. That's pleasurable. 
Yeah. I mean, it feels a lot better to be healthy than sick. Yeah. If you've got energy, you know, you then you're more prone to smile. You know, you're not depressed. Even if the mode of goodness comes in and there's almost some depression, you see yeah. it for what it is, you know, yeah. and you just, you know, don't let it succumb you and take you away. Or you just chant more or, you know, get busy doing something, you know, in service to the Lord and whatever, you know. So physically and mentally, you feel, you know, enlivened. You know, you know you're doing what you should be doing, you know, mm. and... All that translates also to, you know, spiritual joy. So, where's the, where's the suffering? <laughs> no, no yeah. suffering. So, wherever you are, start. And wherever, you know, yeah, wherever you are, whichever influence you're under, then chant these mantras. Huh? Yeah, take that first step, mm -hmm. you know. Baby step. They call it the baby step because babies take one little step and fall down. <laughs> and get back up and take one, two more and mm. fall down. You know, baby steps count. We've yeah. all been there, you know. That's you how we all started a, walking. <laughs> yeah, you might be a great runner now, athlete or whatever but you at one point you couldn't take that first step you know you fell over <laughs> crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run you know. yeah. all right so let's have a kirtan let's have a chant in the end yeah let's yeah. do it <laughs> Okay, the mantra is Go Ranga and Hari Bowl.
Goranga Goranga Haripo Goranga Goranga Haripo Sankraton, always fun. Right. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Wrapping it up. All right. Thank you, Ruben, for a nice little chat. Yeah. Thanks for explaining this a bit more clear. And now we know a bit more about the material world and how we can choose to, you know, be be affected. Because we are all affected in one way or another, yeah? We're definitely affected, you know. Everybody's under the control of material nature. And so we think we're the doer, but really it's the modes of nature that are doing it, and we're the puppets. <laughs> <laughs> and we're very good puppets. <laughs> very Following good along. puppets, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I hope uh, you and your family there has a nice day and week. Yeah, thank you. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a little mini retreat today with just a few people coming. Oh, to our little cabin. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it cold there? No, like minus seven, minus six. We had. We had hot temperatures lately, and so all the snow that was on the roof fell down, and then it froze to minus six. So I had uh, like two hours of, of lifting snow this morning for getting, you know, <laughs> wow. some space around the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All over the place. Exactly. <laughs> Just all. <laughs> well, that's that's good. You can have some exercise, so that's yeah. All right, so yeah, Hari Bold, everybody, and uh, yeah. we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. See you next week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you. Namaste, Haribo. Namaste, Haribo. That's it for today. So thank you very, very much for being here with us today. And uh, we hope this has made sense to you. And uh, as usual, if not, then please write to us so we can respond to your questions. Um, now, if you'd like to contribute to the project and help other people uh, get access to this podcast as well, do check out our uh, Patreon page. And the link is available in our link tree. Uh, more than that, we have a Facebook page where you can take part and, and ask questions and on their community. And um, yeah, we just hope to see you soon again. So uh, have a nice day and, you know, remember, stay true to yourself and dare to break trail. Mm-hmm.